And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Episode one, zero, four, seven of down to dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for three ninety nine a month. I am Luke. <laughs> Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Oh! Slam through. Taylor, two goldfish are in a tank. One says to the other, do you know how to drive this thing? Two things are better than one. Two things are better than one. Two. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. I, I don't get the joke. It's tank. Tank. You know, drive the tank. tank. Okay, I got I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Gotcha. I, I mean, that was that was that was a stretch. Gotcha. I think I'm to the point where I'm ready to ready to make the call that I think Luke maybe needs to get his hearing checked. Really? Why? Because you're yelling right now. You're yelling right here. Yeah. And on top in. of that is you because I'm before, setting... before the podcast he had his phone out and he was watching all of Josh <laughs> Giddy's stories. I don't <laughs> Hear well, full blast. I don't hear. I don't hear well. And he's got the new iPhone, so the the speakers are like it's really loud. It's very loud. It could be louder. Do you think so? I wish. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) give a little like a woofer attached to it. I Uh, wish. I wish it was like like uh, guys that got those things in subwoofers in their cars (laughs) in high school. We're just like, hey, you want your case to rattle. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want your TikTok songs to, to rattle? Uh-huh. That's what I want. Gosh, just, but I don't hear well. I But I don't, you know, Why? that's just one of those things you can't fix. It's the thing he gave up. He's the th- It's the thing he gave up for wisdom. You know what uh, I would like? True. You know what I would like that to do? That was his deal with the devil. <laughs> the deal you know, with the, the devil. devil. Uh-huh. I have all this wisdom, but I can't hear. But no, but I want to get... I watch earwax videos. Oh man, the wise. Where they get like all the big blockages coming yeah, out. I want yeah. to do that. I think I got some big blockages. You should try it. Oh, I'd love at to. Least one thing I don't know where do. to go. The doctor. Huh? That's Everybody up for that. Uh, <laughs> he did. That whole thing was a long setup. <laughs> so summer league, here and gone. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yeah. Incredibly disappointing time for Thunder fans. Uh, any takeaways? Any any? Uh, let's let's try to stay positive. Anything? Any good takeaways from summer league? For it's any of over. You guys? Mm, we have a better idea of who doesn't matter. Is that positive? Uh, is it? It doesn't sound like it. No, it sounds pretty not, negative. Not for the guys <laughs> that don't matter. Wow. Well, we have a better idea. We have more knowledge. True. So for yeah. us, it's kind okay. of positive. Okay. Yeah. 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 
So that was, I mean, that's information. Andrew. I genuinely, like, I, I get, like, when you're searching for anything optimistic from it, I get, mm-hmm. like, hey, JRE. Like, I think I think there is legitimately something with him. Yes. Yeah. But. He's good. He's, like, you don't, it's, and this was Alex's point, I think, initially, was he's he's going to be a career role player. That's like everybody that Matt that was like, hey, I kind of like Wiggins. Teo looked good. All of them are role players. Mm-hmm. And that's what's hard is you come from this season that was just, especially towards the end, was like every week was just a brutal watching this team play. And then you get to summer like, yeah, Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. both out within five minutes for Giddy, and then within, what, two games two for Trey Mann. Like, yeah. So it's all the energy and excitement. That's the only thing. I don't give a rip about Summer League as far as being indicative of what this team or young people can be. I don't, It doesn't matter to me. It, purely entertainment reason is why I'm frustrated with it. Like, mm-hmm. Because I just wanted to like, hey, it'd be tight to watch some Summer League and watch Giddy ball out and see what Trey Mann does. And we got to see literally neither one of those things happen. Yeah. So it got to the end where I was like, I just didn't even watch the last game. It was actually kind of fun. I heard, yeah. Most points of any games in Summer League. It's because it's the... So the last games of Summer League, and like Giddy and Trey Mann probably wouldn't have played in those games anyways. It's like the ultimate scrub game because they take like all the guys that are good, they just either send them home or they just don't play them. And so they just play like the guys that are left. And it's funny that the guys that are left are like, all the guys that have been with the Thunder like this whole time. So they've mm-hmm. had like a chance to play together a bunch and, you know, anyways. And also still probably like trying to play for a spot. Some of the guys playing for a spot a like Rob way. Edwards is like somebody noticed me, you know. Yeah. And people did. Yeah, I guess. Thunder Twitter. Big fan of that guy. Yeah. I had to look who he was. I had to look up who he was. Yeah. Nice. Nice player. We'll play for the blue probably. Almost all of them will, except for Jerry and Teo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jerry, it was really good in that game. Like, legitimately very good. Like, I think he was probably the best player on the floor. And and role players are important at some point, right? But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they're just they're not, not exciting to be like, no. oh, that guy can be a solid role player in the NBA for a long time. It's like, that's cool. You need those players. No, team. that's what I'm saying. Nothing about Summer League changes any... Like, I don't feel any more or less excited about what's ahead for the Thunder. Yeah. But that's the the, the thing. This is a purely entertainment conversation. I just was, like, really looking forward to watching Giddy for five games. Mm-hmm. And he played for five minutes, and it was like, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And, and it one million percent makes sense. Like, even if it's a minor energy injury or energy... It's not worth it for five summer league games. Like he got to be there with the team, practice, do some of the mental work, all of that stuff, and that's what really mattered of summer league. But for the fan, it just sucked yeah. to not be able to watch and have fun watching them play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that they're doing basketball? What not they great did. In summer league. I always forget about that. Are they trying to do like backwards what they did when building the team last time? They got their like three main t- were their three main guys up front, and then they tried to find role players. And yeah. they could never really put it together. Like, we just mm-hmm. need someone who can shoot. This time they're putting together the role players, like, great, like, eighth guy, seventh guy, wow. all around there. And then once we find our so like, top three guys, we just plug them in and we're ready to go. It's yep. as easy as that. Really, the hard part is role players, if you think about it. That's a great point. Well, Luke. we're just learning our, <laughs> our, we're learning our lesson from last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find the role players. 
Uh, you know, you can find how many role players do you need? Eight. Okay. How many stars do you need? Uh, two. One, yeah, two or two. True. All you got to do is find two True. superstars. That, that's what they always say. Small markets are always having trouble finding role players. It's, it's easy. The, it's the stars is the easy thing. Yeah. True. I mean, we've had plenty of stars. You know, if it is kind of hard. It's funny because what you're saying is true. Okay. Small markets. It's hard to get superstars. I'm, I was being... I know you are. We caught that. Yeah, you're being a jerk. Okay, I was being a big jerk. But if you go through the list of superstars <laughs> that have played in OKC already, it's nuts. It's quite a list. It's nuts. Like if it really is. I mean, you just say like Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. Like Look, both those guys have played in OKC. How many of these guys are top ten in the league, or at least have been, or were have been at one time in their yeah. career? Right. Kevin Durant. Yeah. James Harden. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Yep. Chris Paul, yep. Carmelo Anthony, uh-huh. Paul, Paul George. George, Oladipo. No, mm, I wouldn't say one superstar. Year. Fringy, fringy. He's a little fringy. Yeah, he's fringy. Sabonis. Sabonis is an all star. Markeith Morris. All star. Markeith Morris. I'm talking about the superstar, like yeah. big time, big yeah. time guys. Though that's like, crazy. It's a and it's yeah, for a franchise that's amount. really got a you know twelve year history. And yeah, now, and now SGA, and now SGA. Which, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. There's something. We'll talk about it. Will we? Well, but then hit my button. Because I got a question. Oh, you do? Yes. Thanks. Luke, we're moving to we're moving to Tayshaun's Factoid Fickery. I know you can't hear the drop there, can't but that's what we're headed. We're in my segment now. Okay. And my segment is basically a question. It's a roundtable discussion. Maybe you guys mm-hmm. can help me figure something out. SGA has the potential, the future, the superstar maybe potential about him. Okay. But he seems to be missing for me some je ne sais quoi. Do you feel the same way? Like when Excuse you look me? at um, hmm, this is going to be hard to explain. It's what the French call a certain I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 Okay, there's something that those guys I just named off, they have this like star quality to them, not like even outside of basketball. Does Shea have that and I'm missing it? I think he does actually. Really? Okay, maybe I'm, I guess I'm just missing it. Because he's... Cool. And he's, and I think part of it is that like the COVID year, we didn't get to see him and like people didn't get to see how he kind of acted outside of just like the interviews. Cause like he's pretty funny and would always like talk when it wasn't his turn or like bust in the room. Like you could hear him in the background. Like he would like, he has the personality. He kind of like owns the space Mm. and so one of the Thunder PR That's people's name is yeah. Layla, and he always would like give Layla like so so much trouble like during these Zoom calls. Like she was like managing all these Zoom calls, and he would just kind of That's mess the with, stuff we need, Andrew. Kind of mess with her. So yeah, insider we need to know more about the calls. Him. He's. I, I think that if we can be back in person, I think people will see that like oh like this guy. He last year he believed. And acted like he was the man. Okay. 
That is good to know. I just think yeah. maybe you're right. We just don't we just don't see enough of that. Yeah, and I think nationally, if he was playing for a team that was relevant currently, I think people would be all over. Yeah, like if he was on the Heat. Yeah, it, it would be like yeah. the shade hype train would be all over the place. And he, that's what's missing. It's like more the national recognition, like making you know. And I guess maybe like he hasn't had a lot of opportunities to be the man in big mm-hmm. games too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he was. I mean, the the season that anybody paid attention to Shea, Chris Paul. the Clippers, which w- he was one of this weird collection of players. Like nobody was a superstar on that team at that point, except for, I mean, I guess none of them really were because it was that was the Gallo, Shea, Pat Bev, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, like just collection yeah. of decent players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of everybody was the same when he was a rookie. The second year is Chris Paul. Yeah. And, and he was Shea really was, good. He was really good, but yeah. he was not the man. Right. And the only year he's been the man, which was what, 20, I mean, 30 games this year. How mm-hmm. many games did he play? 40. And as part of that, like he was incredible, but nobody's really paying attention to the Thunder. Yeah. Like their national games were, I don't even think they had a national game. Yeah. You know? Oh. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that we will see Shea. Yeah take that next step this year is kind of a guy that people are paying a little bit more attention to, but the Thunder will still be such a 35 bottom games. team. You were right in the middle. Good job. What is, yes. what is, what is that? Hmm? What are you saying? 35 he, games? How many he played? Luke. I'm yes. Serious. Yes. Hell man. Yes. <laughs> I would, I heard what you said. I wanted clarification on what the 35. Was I know you couldn't to. see my lips because they were behind my microphone. Yeah. We got here. you. Here's the thing. We got you. Luke. Here's, <laughs> it's a read here's the other thing. I can't read lips. You're going to, really I know I read, that was actually one of our years. old, uh, I can't do it. I can't, I can't read, read lips. Jay. Jay. Yeah. I can't read lips. Luke and I are having a time here because I start, we started a little angry. Yeah, I'm sorry. They did. Yeah. They really but did. Here's what happens. Luke pushes buttons when he knows someone's already in so like, the mood. I do Oh, yeah. Not. Taylor was here pushing buttons right here with me. Oh, wow. Uh, I would never. So they pushed buttons and then got a snarky response from me uh-huh. yeah. and then blamed me for my response. Why was it snarky? I mean, just because I was... What do you mean? Because I was condescending rude there's all sorts of reasons yeah that's right <laughs> there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of layers to my problems where do you want to go i wonder why i do push but it is funny like the shay uh, i was thinking about this on one of the podcasts that y'all did this week andrew and like i think the reason that thunder fans are panicked about timeline is mm-hmm. just all because of shay like if shay wasn't on this team and they were still fishing for that star and it was like hey it's just going to be a brutal journey but we saw that in these 35 games that he played last year is that the Thunder are pulled towards that middle of the pack. And so there's just like this yeah. baseline terror that we're going to be stuck in purgatory because we can't be bad enough to get the guy to star with Shea. We'll see. We can't be good we'll enough we'll to see get about the, that. Yeah, I think we'll be. I think this is the year. I think yeah. the Thunder are going to be problem. I mean, I think they're going to be really bad, actually. Yeah. Not really bad, maybe. I don't know what to think. Hey, oh man, don't don't nose breathe into they're the over under 23. <laughs> he can't hear it. <laughs> what is going on today? I don't dude? know. That's my, one of my biggest pet peeves. It happened so much this this past week, like in Vegas. We had these mics on our like faces, and guys would just sit there and go, <laughs> I'm like, bro. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to not breathe. I'll do this. <laughs> it's one of the things that I like wow. when I re listen to the podcast and I catch myself breathing. That's why you'll see me like, yeah, <laughs> big, big breaths away from the mic. 
because there's time it's like, Jay, his lungs are problematic. Yeah. yeah. I can't breathe. Was yeah. that your factoid, Vickery Dickery? Uh, yeah, I guess so. We're ending with Jay. Uh, Shay does have that certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> oh, deep dive. Hey guys, I found Josh Giddy's. Uh, I found Josh Giddy's TikTok, and it is, I would say, adorable. I would yeah. say he is. If you watch does it, does he have the certain genesis? Je he has genesis quoi. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I know what the. <laughs> you took it so personally. I don't know. Huh, do I look French to you? No. no. Why would you ask me that? Well, you use the word. A je ne sais quoi. I don't know exactly what it means, but it means Dude. like get this like special, this aura, this uh, this yeah. uh, just the it, the it factor. Yeah, Dude. the it. Does he have it? Get your fickery dickery out of my deep dive. Yeah, you're, you're making me Gross. sick. Joe Josh Giddy has a TikTok, and uh, I encourage everyone to watch it. Just so you know. I don't have TikTok. It's so interesting because, you know, he's 19 years old. And when you watch this, you're like, this is a 19. (laughs) This is a 19 year old. Do you have a a smartphone? What are you looking at? We're just talking about the fact that we don't have TikTok. We don't have TikTok. Mm. Um, So this is so he has like if you're wondering what his favorite fruits are, he has a TikTok about it. If you're wondering what his Chipotle order is, he has a TikTok about it. What's his favorite fruit? His favorite fruit is mango and peaches and a banana, which he's eating during the TikTok. That one makes me feel very, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. I should apply it for the group. My favorite fruits are mangoes and peaches. And it's actually funny you ask, because my third favorite fruit is right here. Pulls out banana, <laughs> eats it. Big old bite of a banana. He's 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, yeah. so funny to it, remember, like... When you watch 18. when you watch it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's I'm so right. glad that the, the world didn't have a recording of how I was as an 18 year old. Yeah, dude. But yeah. his go to Subway order, his go to Chipotle order, just things like that. Get to know him. Any of his orders surprise you? Um, no, they're pretty. I would say they're pretty basic. If I had to, quite standard. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. going. Did to- you say meatball sub? No, he said he calls it Mango chicken magic fillet. Is the only. No, that's that's just, that's some um, uh, Subway. Here it is. Thank you. And my go-to order is a foot-long Italian herbs and cheese with chicken fillet and cheddar cheese, or American cheese if you're in America, and chipotle sauce. No veggies? No veggies on that? No veggies. Like a quintessential 18-year-old. Yeah. And he also, the best thing about him being 18 is he cannot say the word foot-long without being like, giving a side eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's very 18-year-old. Stop <laughs> stop the stop the video, reshoot the next part. Uh-huh. And it's it's pretty good. And uh, I would just let you, let you guys know, get on there. I'm just going to play those three because I want everyone to go and do their own deep now, don't dive. Don't spoil it. And find out all about him. How do you guys I, feel about it? I feel like he better be good at basketball. Because I, I, I swear. I think that people, like, I don't know what to expect as far as performance. But yeah. I think his attitude, what he brings to the game and his competitiveness is going to be the thing that, for Thunder fans, like, they're always looking for, like, what's the one thing that we can draw from this guy to think, this guy may be what mm-hmm. we're looking for. And the fact that he's going to compete at the level he does, even as a young kid, like, I don't know. I think that's the thing I'd be excited about watching. I mean, yeah, we just have no idea what to expect from him on the court. Yeah. Other than the fact that, like, you know, he 
his two plays that stood out from his five minutes was a dunk and a block three pointer that he yeah. cleared the lane, he cleared everybody out for. Everybody go away. I'm going to shoot this three. And then it got blocked. Yeah. I, I kind of jacked about Giddy. Yeah. I've, the phrase I use about him is a high level connected tissue player. Like I think it just helps connect everybody. Oh. I think that's I think that's like what his if if he is what he's projected to be that's what he's like be. the ACL that's what he'll be team. yeah I was so bummed during summer league that I actually spent like a <laughs> evening watching just every Poku highlight from the year yeah I mean the truth wow. the truth is like if if this <laughs> sad um, no it's not it was incredible it was like the, <laughs> the highlight of my last two weeks <laughs> if uh if this was team, incredible and horrible and amazing. I love it. If the Summer League team was what it was supposed to be, it should have been Giddy and Poku and Trey Mann. Kenneth Reed. And then, like, you'd be, ex- I think people would be like, oh, like, this Thunder team is kind of wacky, like, kind of fun. But, anyways. yeah, Funhouse basketball team with, it, with those three guys on it. Yeah, for real. Really, it's not Funhouse basketball team until you put Poku in it, and then it's just Funhouse, whatever's, whatever's happening. Dinner, Poku's there, Funhouse dinner. Yeah. Dancing, Funhouse fun dancing. dancing. It's true. It's yeah, true. if you go into Poku's house, it just has a bunch of, like, wobbly mirrors. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you realize him. that's a normal mirror. That's yeah, just what Poku looks I'm, like. No, he, got, Andrew. he got trapped in one hmm. as a child. It stretched him could, out. Could you do like, like an exclusive Poku interview where you literally are able to go to his house? Because I want to know what that place looks like. I'm trying. Oh, oh you're trying to go to his house? Trying to. Just anything. Just connect with him. Just been knocking on every door in OKC. Hello. Hello. Is this Perkers here? <laughs> 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 oh, man. One more thing before we move on, just about players being children when we draft them and us yeah. not remembering that. Yeah. Do you remember when KD was on Twitter when he was like, yes. I don't know, 2021? 20, yes. It was so great. I remember this one tweet. He said, uh, what do you do? I'm, I'm getting a massage right now and I have to fart. What do I do? Yeah. Can you imagine KD tweeting anything like that now? Yes. No. Yes, he he's still acting childish on Twitter. Just not, a different not in that version. way. Yeah, in it's, a different way. In a much more like still. dark, negative. The innocence is stripped. Yes, the innocence is gone. Yeah. And that's what we're actually watching when we're watching players develop There's in a, basketball. We watch all of their innocence leave what, year over year. Dude, I, so we were listening to the interviews that I did in Vegas like in the car and my wife was like, these guys sounds like so innocent. Like just listening to them talk. Like mm-hmm. there's just like an innocence about both of them. That's just kind of, that's just interesting. Yeah. And but that's going to be killed slowly destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very depressing. All right, let's go to the stream that's before true. we take a break. Tom bystanders here. Hybrid is here. Um, this, I spelled TikTok wrong. Yes, I did because I'm 35 and have three children. <laughs> How'd so, you spell it? I don't remember. You I just spelled it like TikTok. Like, Where did you whatever. spell it? Uh, it's the title of our okay. of our stream. TikTok. T i c k t o c k. Oh yeah. yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. you are such He's a gonna dad. Get rid of the C. Yeah, dude. The first one. You should have put the. Oh, hey, put the in front of it. The TikTok. T i k t o k t o k. Yeah. TikTok. Don't Tick. don't have it. Don't Tick. know it the very Tick. well. Will you at least please Tick. title the podcast Tick-tock. that now? Tick-tock. Yeah. Tick-tock. Giddy TikTok. Giddy TikTok. I'm just talking about clocks. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the app. <laughs> Alex Gatch is here. 
<laughs> Maddie is here. Uh, let's see. Bailey Sanderson from Adelaide, Australia. Hey. Die, mate. Okay. <laughs> Hoopstock69 is here. Daniel Tomasi is here. It's Miguel Devella. Uh, Tommaso Ferrero. William Holloway is here. Let's see. Jermaine Wine says, I'm proposing in T minus 11 hours exactly. What? Oh, don't, oh, don't do it, don't, man. No, no. Don't do don't it, man. Give it away. Yeah, don't talk, say, can't hopefully talk about you're, hopefully it. He's you're, asking for a shout out. She's on the stream. For Jermaine and Kaylee in South Carolina. Big shout. Hey, congrats. Congrats to you guys. That's awesome. Well, hopefully, congrats, actually. <laughs> yeah. What? Why are you guys doing that? Nervous. Yes, definitely. Congrats. This nervous energy. I'm, I'm saying, like, nervous. For this, the point of a proposal is to ask a question. Yeah. We don't know the answer to the question. Yeah. I mean, if you. <laughs> what? A, okay. Who, we don't know this guy. You're right. You're, you're about to many, say what's the truth is you don't really ask. That's a question that you don't ask most of the time unless you're pretty positive. If you, <laughs> it's how, yes. like how many proposals do you think get get the answer? No. Here's more than you would two percent. Like what percent? Two percent. Oh, 50 to 60. Oh. <laughs> 50 to 60. Yeah, but then 50 to 60 of those proposals, they make up and they, the person like real, it's a Phoebe uh, Mike situation. Was that friends? Yes. Okay. Jesse Smith is here. What's up, Jesse? It's the benevolent. Benevolent. Benelephant? I ain't going to lie, so tell me why is also here. Thanks so much for joining. What about Hoopstock? Gerardo. There he is. Yeah, Hoopstock 69. I think I already said it. We or she. Know Who knows? Any of these people. I don't know. All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Back. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Whatever happened to that drop? Hey guys, our first Twitter question <laughs> is from at Shay My Name One, who says, "Hey crew, I'm irrationally rooting for Aaron Wiggins to stick with the Thunder because I am from Maryland. What past Thunder player do you really wish stuck with the team?" but not because of their skill level. Thanks, DTD. Uh, really loved Deontay Burton. Loved his vibe. Loved the way he played on the court. He's a thick daddy. He was. And uh, now he he did play for the Denver Nuggets Summer League team. Yeah. Uh, didn't really do much, but he's playing pickup around OKC as well. Yes. So, but yeah. Deontay Burton is definitely just terrorizing pickup games. I mean, I don't know. I'm I think sure. one of the bigger what ifs from that early roster was Eric Maynard, who's now part of the Oklahoma City Thunder coaching staff. But yeah. Eric Maynard had that about a year and a half when we got him from Utah that like he was a perfect backup with Russ. And then I think he did he blow his knee out? 
Yeah. And it kind of was just never the same after that. And then like I get on these weird YouTube deep dives and one of them, there's a, they like saddest moments of the NBA season forever. Mm. This is not that moment, but it made me think of this. No, I forgot how awful Andre Robertson's knee injury was Mm. when it happened and how much it just was like heartbreaking for that team and for fans so just reliving the nightmares of the last 20 years what else do y'all want to talk about mm. i really miss dion and <laughs> yeah. and yes for the skill level but i just really miss dion that's the type of player i've always wanted on this team i i kind of like in that same line a little bit different a lot bit different but i huh. mitch mcgarry was a guy that i was like that was who his, mine is gonna be not not just his <laughs> off the court stuff but like his skill set when he was aware and yeah. present mm-hmm. like was in, like he played that game in Portland. I think we all remember where he was a rookie and had like, we don't remember it like you do. That really his offensive you. game for a big was just unbelievable. When he came he in with just so much energy into the game, yeah. it's like he was making every second count. Cause like when he was just a ball, like a wrecking ball into the game. Yep. I really liked that. Remember when he sprinted down the court? Yes. I think <laughs> I was in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I, and, and just, he was just kind of like the perfect weirdo that I really liked having on the team. <laughs> like just posted yeah. and like still, if he, if he was still on the team, like still good and like still really into snakes and doing all the stuff he's doing now, I'm like super into bowling. I'd be like that. I like that. We would yeah. be like, all about it. You were like, those are my three favorite things. <laughs> my three favorite I'm trying to even think like earlier on, like nobody really early on, Got me excited long Kyle term Weaver. outside of like Eric Maynard. I do. I did really like Kyle Weaver. Yeah, I think we liked the idea of Kyle Weaver. No, like no, 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 no. I really liked that good and loved him in the game. He, he was, was great. He, he was awesome. So he was, he's probably like a close approximation to like the Aaron Wiggins like guy yeah. because he's like, you see him do stuff and you're like, wow, like that's really impressive. Like that's yeah. really good. And then, like, you just have no clue if it, like, really translates yeah. to real NBA basketball yeah. kind of thing. It's so. the best. There's so many of those guys. And they're oh, easy to love. So many of those guys. Uh, Eton Thomas. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I've heard yeah. it's been said I think so many times. Yeah. You're rooting that? for Eton Thomas to stay on the team. Yeah. I liked him. <laughs> All right. Guys. guys I didn't feel that way about was, like, Lamb or PJ3. Dude, I was just thinking about that and trying to I didn't really care about either that. one of them. I was like, yeah. yeah. No. I do not have great... Mainly because Lamb just reminded me of the Harden trade. Yeah. James Harden, somebody I wish would have stayed around on the team, at least for a year, you know? Uh He's talking about, like, fringe players. Like, who else, like, what other fringe Guys, I'll say it. Kyle Singler. He was a great... He was a great kind of just punching Content creator, yes. Content creator punching bag, like... Yeah, those guys are important. And And... it was fun when he was here because we were just like, oh, come on. Like He just signed this five-year deal with like this horrible player that's we're just going to complain about. Yeah. And it was good. I liked that. I miss him. <laughs> I, miss I him. saw him at the Greens once. He was huge. Yep. <laughs> Gigantic man. Yeah. I would, the yeah. things I've He's said tall. about him on the podcast, I'd never say to his face. NBA no, guys, we don't, we don't realize how giant they are until mm-hmm. we see them in person. And it's like, oh. Yeah. I walk, I walk by Bowl Bowl in the uh, oh my god in the uh, hotel. He's just he's I mean he's seven like two. It's just you just sometimes you like walk by these guys and you're like how am like I 
a person. Yeah. And he is also a person. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I remember when I was a kid and the Oklahoma City Cavs were the like I don't even know I guess G League team maybe, but like some sort of CBA, I think is yeah, what it was. Minor league yeah. basketball team. And yeah. they played the team. Manute Bowl was playing for yeah, he was. the other team. Yeah. And I went and saw them and Manute Bowl would sit on the bench yeah. and his legs would be as tall as his head. Oh my on the god. Bench. Like yeah. it was like a spider. Like the way his legs, it was unbelievable. You know what's so weird? I think we've talked about this before. When when you sit down close to the basketball court, the court looks so small when you're on the same level as these other guys. It's a basketball court, right? Like you've yeah, and it's like, how does anyone get any shots off? How do you move around? Yeah, I just remember seeing the camera angle is not really showing you what space looks like down there. Yeah, it's wild. I got pretty close for one of the games, and I can't remember who he was playing for, but. Timofey Mozgov was playing, and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a giant, like a literal giant, like a literal giant. Yeah, it was insane. So, oh, who are we talking about? What were we talking? Kyle about? Kyle Weaver. What? Okay, let's move on to our second Twitter question. Daquan Cook. It comes from at Peter Man three three, who wants to know which is KD better at scoring or sabotaging any goodwill he ever establishes. <laughs> Gosh. It's unbelievable how he continues to rewrite history in such a like matter of fact way. You know, like this and latest thing, help him. This latest thing with Draymond is just so funny because it's just like almost everything you've said in this interview, which you are trying really hard to make seem so genuine, is just revisionist history and yeah. a lie. But do you yes. think that he's maybe one of those people that he really does believe these things that he's revising? I think he does. I actually do think that he yeah, does. I think so too. But it's, I think he's confusing the truth about a situation with how he feels with today. His, with his yeah. truth. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, his, it's true to him, but it's not the truth. He, we know from the time that he was in Oklahoma city and the stuff he said about like wanting to be here long term, he says, whatever it is in the moment he thinks will make him put him in the best light. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. and that does not have to be consistent year to year. And it is not consistent year to year. And so just don't take anything he says seriously. I mean, just take it and be like, okay, that's where he is right now. Yeah. But that is going to change the second he sees he goes to another team, the second he is dis- feels disrespected in any way, whether mm-hmm. it be by a teammate, by a random person on Twitter, or by his own imagination. Mm-hmm. And then he snaps and he has a new truth and he'll say the new thing that is in KD's mind at that second. That's why I think he can get so upset with reporters and stuff when, uh, what, uh, Sherwood Strauss, Ethan, Ethan. Yeah. Like he hates Ethan. Do you think Ethan is (laughs) like falsely reporting these stories? There's just no way. Yeah. But KD says he's a liar and like makes those things up. And I think both things are, I think KD really thinks those that he's lying and making up those stories. Yeah. You know, and it's, Ethan is really telling what actually happened, but the, the like reality is just different. What happens mm-hmm. when 
you are a person with that much clout and that much money really is you surround your you pay for all the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And so the people around you stop telling you no. Mm -hmm. They tell you what you want to hear and they agree with all of your ideas. And so when you aren't smart enough or not smart enough, when you aren't smart enough, when you aren't smart enough to to keep those people around you that you, that you came up with that will tell you, no, this is a bad idea. No, you should do that. You're not right. Then everyone around you'd be like, yeah, he's he's that reporter's lying. Mm-hmm. Everything he's saying is a lie because it's what the person who pays for their entire lifestyle, their family, their house, their car, yeah, pays for them is thinking them like, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so so wise, Luke. Well, it's wisdom, baby. Oh, let's baby. stop talking about KD. Let's go to our next Twitter question. Darn smart. Darn smart. <laughs> Our next Twitter question comes from at Worth Lambert. Who wants to know, any chance this team shows enough promise? We abandon tanking this year. Who wants to do it? Andrew's already like... I have, to do it, I have to do it like five times a week. Can somebody else do it? No. No, No, you should be numb to it at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I just I just want to feel something though. Oh, okay, that's okay. what summer league was so problematic for me. I just want to feel anything. No, I mean there's the only way that happens is if Poku blows up yeah. and is like oh like Poku is averaging twenty six a game. He's like wing Jokic. 50, 90, 40. You know? 50-90-40. I don't know what those 90% numbers. from the th- from the three-point line. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 40% from the free throw. It's it is the most 50-40-90. from three and 40% from free throw he's line. Taking, Surely nobody's ever done that. He's before. taking 12 threes per game averaging 90% from the three-point line. Gosh. The Thunder would like petition the league to let people take their free throws from behind the three-point line if they wanted Poku's to. Poku's scoring 47 points per game. Yeah. It is unprecedented. Then yes, of course. If he's 50, 90, 40, then yes, tanking is dead. All right? So basketball is dead at that point. Basketball is dead. We win the title this year. Old people stop watching basketball. Like if pe- if <laughs> players are shooting 90% from three and 40% from the free throw line, where the points are free. Hey, they're free. Make they're free. them. Yeah. That's where, that's where it all goes down. We lose all the old people watching. There you go. All right. Let's go to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Kiwi Greg five, 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 five. Who wants to know okay. who will make more three pointers? Josh Giddy in one game or Ben Simmons over the course of the whole season. Ooh, do we get to pick? Like, is it, does it have to be the first game? No, Josh? it is one, one game. Any, in it, one game his during best, his, his best three, best point, game. Yeah. three point game. Oh, yeah. easily, Giddy, easily, easily Josh Giddy. Easily. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's but it doesn't really matter where Ben Simmons goes. He's not making more than what, four threes in a season? At best, right? I think Mozgov made more threes in that one season. That was one of your best bold takes. <laughs> yeah. It was. How many was he gonna make? Fifty? I can't remember what I said. I think it was over under. I think I said 50. My favorite, my fa- my favorite Twitter, you know, like battle is like everybody pulling up all of these. Like, what's the point of podcasting or talking about anything if you're just sitting there going, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. 
I don't know. Yeah. I can't say with any certainty about anything. Like the point is to make statements that you feel confident, and if they're wrong, like well, that was the point. Yeah. Like it's the weirdest Twitter I would just backlash. Say we like, oh yeah, to- he said this, and look at it now. It's like the whole point of this is to say statements with some sort of certainty, and then you're wrong because yeah. you made some sort of declarative statement. That's yeah. the point of it. That's literally what this whole media is about. I would. I agree <gasps> with you. Yeah. I would just say. We used to have podcasts where we just talked about other people's takes and how stupid and dumb they were. Also a part of this thing called sports radio or podcasting. Yeah. 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 What's the most amount of threes Ben Simmons has made in a season? Mm. Two? Eight. Uh, six. Three. Oh. Three mm. is the most, and that was last season. He was three of ten. On the season. Mm. 30%. What's the most attempts that he's taken in a season? He made 12. In a game. In a, in the whole season. The whole season. For an 10. entire season. I'd say it's rookie. I think 15. it's his rookie season, and I think it's 20. 11 is the most. 11? What, 11. Year, what year was it? That was his rookie <laughs> year. He's, so it's 11. Second year, he took six. Yeesh. Third year, he took seven. And then last season, he took 10. What is that? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. All right. That, hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Russ Schwartzman. who says on the Wednesday pod, Andrew and Alex were comparing Dort's upcoming contract to the contract Smart just signed. But shouldn't we compare it to his rookie scale extension? Four years, 52 mil. Well, I don't know why we would compare a contract from like five years ago to a contract that's signed today. Right. Because the, the the cap is different. The money that's being offered is different. So Types of players that are valued different. is different. Yeah, so I would I would say... who So who got an extension this year that would be similar to what Dort would grab? I don't know. I would I would still say like between like 15 to 18 mil is mm-hmm. probably what he would get on an extension. He's a starter. He's not a high-level starter, but he's a starter in the NBA. So I would say that I could see that somebody number makes sense. paying him. Someone would pay him 20. A lot. I think someone would pay him 20. Just with his skill set. And we don't know what he develops defen- or offensively. Like, does he yeah. finish at the rim better? Does he, you know, move from, I think he was 31, 32, 33% this year. If he moves from that to, you know, 36, 37. Like, if any of that stuff develops for him here in the next few years, like, he's going to get a lot on uh, in, a, in some yeah, sort of... 34%. Contract. Yeah. But... He went down to 34. You remember how many games it was that he was shooting so well at the start of last year? Yeah, season. he was over 40% yeah. like to start the season. For like a long time. Yeah. yeah. For a while. I mean, that's why, that's... why they average him over the course of a season. Yeah. But he took six a game. I mean, if you would have told uh, me, a like, hey, listen, his Dort's second year, like he signs his two-way contract. Like, yeah, Dort's going to have a, a full-time contract, and he's going to shoot 34% from three on six attempts per game. It would have been like, Wow. If you just said like Andre Robertson is going to do that, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like this changes everything. Oh, this brings up a, a point that I have. A, okay. If a player shoots, 
I asked you guys this in text the other day, and no one answered it. If a player <laughs> shoots 50% from two, uh-huh. is that good? Yeah, 50%. I mean, it depends on what... It depends on who it is. Right. Depends on who it is. If it's a big it's man, It's generally no. good, right? If it's a big man, no. It's not good. Right, because they're at the rim. Yeah. But if they're if you're taking a jump shot, like mid-range, and you shoot 50%, yeah. that's really good, If right? you're a guard, then it's good. Okay. If a player shoots 33% from three, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it's What's not... What's league average? League average is like... Upper 35%. But when a player shoots 33% from three, you're like, that player needs to get better at shooting, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same amount of points, though. So what? So what's know. going on here? But that's, that's, why, that's why teams are taking more threes. Like, you're making the three-point argument right now. This is like Mike D'Antoni, like, on a Well, I know, box. but we say, I get that. If a player's good at shooting threes, then yeah, take threes. You get more points. But why do we consider a player that's 33% from three someone that needs to develop a better shot when it's equal to 50% from mid-range? I don't think that people think that it's bad. I would just say that more than half of the league is shooting better. But so, we like, okay, I get it. But So it's like on a curve, right? Because there are yeah. so many players that are shooting better that it's like, oh, compared to... All these other guys, it's not as good. Yeah. But for a team overall, like we discount a guy. I'm, you're making the three-point argument. Like you're making the argument as to like why teams are taking no, 35 I'm, threes a game. No, no. I understand that. I'm saying I think we discount guys too much based on a percentage number that's actually, that should be considered good enough to be shooting threes because threes are good. Yeah. Yes. But when more than half people are doing better than that, it's not good. No, that's not necessarily true. It mm. could still be good. Mm, I know. It's just no, no, not I, better I, than average. Yeah, I think that people, I think that most teams would have their player. Like if JRE is shooting 33% from He's three this season, threes. I think they just want him to keep like keep going, like keep shooting. Like it's enough. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a threshold. If you're shooting below 30%, then it's like, Okay, we need to kind of figure out what we're doing here. That's like a guy who shoots forty percent from mid range. It's like don't be taking those. Yeah, anymore. please don't do that. Yeah. But also, most of the guys on this team are young, and so the percentages shouldn't matter that much. Like we need to be looking more at like, do they shoot it consistently? Yeah. Like, what's their form look like? Are they landing in the same spot? So Dort's a good three point shooter. Great. I'd even argue. There we go. All right. Let's move on to our next Twitter question that comes from at Cody, son of Steve, who wants to know what's the best food you know how to make. What is your signature dish? Mm. Uh, Pancakes. Pancakes. Signature. Signature. Do you make them some from scratch or do you use Sometimes I do, sometimes no. I don't. Okay. <laughs> do you put any uh do you put any uh fixings in there? Like uh like like little uh that's <laughs> sweet that is you that is you putting that is you putting chocolate chips or blueberries in your pancake. I will sometimes put blueberries in <laughs> okay. in them. Okay. And uh sometimes bars BQ. Bars BQ. Sometimes <laughs> sprinkles okay. for, for my kids. And they're good. I told that's how you spring them in. Yeah, yeah. Always raisin. Yeah. Uh, pancakes being your signature, like S- says dad. a lot. It says a lot about me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Do y'all do a lot of Brenner breakfast for dinner? 
we do a lot of breakfast for nice breakfast. word combination jay i feel like <laughs> i feel like breakfast for dinner is just an underrated go-to man oh it's good it was the, the it was the best in the frat house when they did breakfast it for was dinner. good it was it was awesome good. that is true my, my son's birthday is next week and we're trying to figure out what do you want for dinner like i'm whatever well, we'll make whatever you want to make so, is his birthday next week yeah we are, are we birthday twins when 31st baby no, that's not next week <laughs> so <laughs> do you know when your birthday is luke no nah, i just know it's coming up yeah it's a tuesday it's two, i like it's to be surprised tuesday. so anyway but i was like we can always do buy the calendar uh-huh we can do breakfast for dinner if you want to so yeah we'll see if did he like good. that yeah he loves breakfast because nice. he likes yes. pancakes pancakes think, sausage eggs the thing that's great about working from home is that we get to have breakfast like every day together like there's not typically like a rushed like grab a pop tart get out of the house yeah yeah we uh uh, my my go go ahead man no you go so we have a i i I purchased i'll go go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i purchased purchased a griddle uh an outside griddle Mm -hmm. outside griddle <laughs> just keep saying it until I figure out what what's is next. Happening? Uh, Are you I'm short circuited? Like, my brain just said, really "Keep saying it. Just keep saying it. Just, just keep, keep saying, saying it." Outside griddle. And uh, so I've gotten really good at making like breakfast tacos out there and oh, smash burgers. I've got really good yeah. at smash bur- smash burgers. Probably my go to. Dude, grill up some onions and some breeze. mushrooms. Smash some burgers. <laughs> outside griddle. <laughs> I actually That's really. Like, I was like looking was at you, dude, loop. and I could see your eye. Like, your was brain a, was, was like, was "How stuck, do I move on from this?" I was stuck in a roundabout in my own head. <laughs> How do I move forward? It just. Keeps... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you looked confused about like, like your brain was recognizing that it was confused about itself. Uh, yeah, it's like what's going on? All I can say is outside griddle. Right? Say something now. else. Say something else. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Mine is I make a. I think I make a really good steak. Oh, I think I make a, a really good breakfast burrito. Ooh, and I used to make like when I was a kid. I like my family would do this thing. Like every like one of us would cook a meal and my meal every time was in this big wok and it was basically like a kung pao chicken and it was phenomenal <laughs> it was so good Luke just yanked his headphones out as he said kung pao it was like wow it was what is going on with I this actually, question I actually really like cooking and I think I'm oh. at, not bad at it I'm, I'm, I don't do it a lot though would you say you're like 32 or 33 percent from 30 no, I'm like 15%. Oh, that's bad. I don't yeah. cook very often. Yeah, that's bad. I don't think that's how percentages work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. You don't cook very often, but if you yeah. maybe shoot 50%, but you just take two a game, mm, yeah. I'm not very consistent. Yeah, which is important. Which is important. It is. Uh, Michele sent me his carbonara recipe. Yeah. I've made that so many times and it's really, really? good. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's um, all. Umami? It does. It's got some umami. It's hard to, uh, I mean, I guess technically you can describe other genres of food as having umami. I mean, yes, does it definitely. Does it have a je ne sais quoi? It does have that certain je ne sais quoi. I would say that is what umami <laughs> is too. 
Umami and je ne sais quoi, kind of the same, same thing. thing, I guess. Yeah. What's the English version of that? All right, Elman, we got like time for maybe. Let's go on to our next Twitter question. Maybe one more. Okay. Our last Twitter question. It comes from at Q Seahawk eight eight, who wants to know (laughs) what are each of your favorite coach Mark moments from the past year. He seems like a really cool dude and deserves more talk. I wish we were friends. I'm lonely. I I loved it whenever I think it was Barry Trammell asking a question at exit interviews with him. And for whatever reason, people wanted to talk about like how difficult the COVID year was. And like that's like the first four questions were about that. And I'm like, gosh, like please stop. Like please stop. And Barry asked some question about like people having like a bad attitude about it. And Mark was like kind of like he's like no he's like one like if you like if you came in our locker room with that attitude like Kendrick Williams would grab you by the collar and like make sure that you weren't going to bring that into our locker room you know like dang one of those that, that was like one of my favorite moments it was really funny wow that makes me love Kendrick Williams Kendrick Williams is very beloved by like everybody sounds like he's become a very important part of this uh, locker room culture too they yeah, he's very he is important. I think that they've illustrated that a lot throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they could have traded him. They could have. Like people wanted him. Oh, I want him. He'll want be in demand. Back. I I don't know if they'll keep him long term. He'll be in demand. I mean, I think they can get something for him this year if they wanted to trade him. But we'll see. Favorite coach Mark Merritt. Jay wants to steal mine. We'll do it together. No, we'll do it together. This is Jay and mine's because we. This is the only memory both of us have of anything. (laughs) I think the most memorable moment of a season was was the Poku Poku yelling yelling thing. thing. Yep. (laughs) Mine too. Oh. Well, I don't even know how to talk about that. I guess it was just cool to see him actually be passionate. To another player and Corrective. keep them in accountable. Yeah. yeah, you never felt like you got that from, and it's such a different ball game when you're playing developmental minutes yeah. versus like we're trying to compete with two superstars that are yeah. Like you can't grab Russ to the side and be like, "You, we watched you mess up many a times." You know, yeah. At least not on TV. You yeah. can't. Yep. Yeah. Like behind, like in practice or whatever. Like we don't know that those conversations. Like, what's the happen. most memorable Billy Donovan moment? Can't play canter. Can't play canter. Widow's Peak. Widow's Peak. Looks like a vampire. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a... Yes. But yeah, it's can't play canter. It's one moment. Yeah. I don't... Nothing else he did was memorable. I, I, although the, when he tried to pull uh, Russ whenever he had the 2020 game for Nipsey, yeah. like that was something where <laughs> at the end, I guess... I didn't remember this from when it happened, but he tried to pull him and Russ waved it off. Yeah. And then Billy walked over and talked to him and they kind of was like, hey... I didn't realize what you were doing. I'm sorry. And yeah. Kind of, they hugged it out. Never okay. apologize to your players. Yeah, that seems like a poor way to lead. <laughs> Never apologize That's to Bob players. Knight, man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Never apologize oh, yeah. to people you're supposed to be leading. Travis Funny is a coaching five-year-old rec league. And he needs advice. And advice. You got don't advice, ever Andrew? apologize to your players. <laughs> Never apologize. apologize to your players. Five years old. Andrew just finished. Yeah, uh, just try, try to have fun. Yeah, like, that's honestly, all you really like, can do. Just with try to gardeners or five year olds. Yeah, just make sure they like basketball. 
And just make like the only way Maybe to have dribble. fun is to win. So make dribble. sure that you win. Dribble instead of just running with the ball. Mm, not yet. <laughs> not yet. All right, guys. And are we? Is that it? Yeah. Make sure you win. You don't want those kids to grow up feeling like losers. I'm coaching my son's uh, flag football team this. Ooh. Ooh! Wow. Yeah. You gonna be yelling? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Never Give apologize. Give us your best yell. No. Huh? <laughs> what? I'll give you one. I swear to God, if you don't pull a flag on that kid! <laughs> is that a good yell? Mine's is, mine is less like constructive in the sense of like corrective and more of just like excitement like something as well. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.